Well, now that Ron is here, we might as well get started. <laughs> so the lesson was don't get Greg's attention if you come in late. No, just kidding. It's nice to be here this morning. Glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Jesus, we just we thank you for your love to us and your, your, your goodness. God, your your faithfulness and your your unchanging uh, character. God, we just we thank you, Lord, for all that you are and and the great love that you have towards us. And God, uh, today what I pray is that you would do exactly what you want to do in this place, and that your word would come forth, God, in the that uh, the things that I say would be those things that, that you would say, Jesus. God, that you would prepare our hearts to receive them. God, as as the Word of God, God, as only you can do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, one of the great things about being your own boss is that uh, you can ask your boss, hey, do I have to work on Saturday? And he always tells you no. So, uh, Mike and I will have had our business for 11 years this week. And uh, um, I think we've worked like maybe a couple Saturdays that entire time ever when there was utterly no way around it. And uh, so I spent 11 hours yesterday uh, hawking our wares at uh, to, uh, the Johnson County Home Show. So, it's almost like being held prisoner, but because you really can't leave. But uh, uh, it, it was profitable. It was just uh, not how I would have liked to have spent my Saturday. So, uh, go with me to Lamentations chapter 3. You know, last week we talked about... Uh, Identifying with uh, with the things that you find in the Word, and uh, Lamentations is a really good book to uh, practice. What am I identifying with? Because <laughs> it's a pretty pretty tough book to read. But there's this great passage of uh, of of hope in it. Some of, some of the some of the most precious, hopeful stuff that God says to us uh, is is here in Lamentations. And, and that's consistent with with the nature of God. Is you know it's it's easy to um, treat God like a, a fair weather friend. You know when things are going well, it, it's easy to you know and maybe that's not quite the right phrase that I'm looking for, but to treat him uh, you know casually when things are going smooth and and uh, take him a little more seriously when things are tough. Uh, you know, but the great thing about about God's nature is that He's consistent, uh, and so uh, you know we and so often we we project the way that we think or the way that we act uh, or the way that other people think or act onto Him, and so it's easy to think it's like oh so. You, to expect that God would say, "Oh, well, now that things are tough, now you show up." Oh, I see how it is. It's like you're like that, like that cheap brother-in-law that only shows up when he needs something. 
I don't have any brother-in-laws like that, but um, <laughs> my brother-in-laws are pretty cool. So, um, but I don't know. That's just the classic joke, isn't it? But um, but but it's easy to to think that that God would would act that way. It's like, oh, well, so. So now you're here. Now that things are tough, you you know you weren't here when things were not you know things were going smooth. And uh, you know I and I know that people even think that way. You know I've I've heard stories of of people that it's like, well, I didn't seek God when my life was going smooth, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn to him now. Just that things are rough. He's not gonna he's not gonna accept that. And, but you know, but the thing is, is that he does. And you know the thing about about the love of God is that He's He's glad to see you, and and He's and He's always there whether things are going smooth or not. Really doesn't doesn't change Him. The great thing is is He knows it changes us. So there's a, a lot of a lot of good stuff that God does in our life that comes out of the tough places that we go through. So of course, in in Lamentations, um, you know your Bible may or may not say the Lamentations of Jeremiah. It's typically, this book is attributed to him, and of course, after the the destruction of Jerusalem, and which explains the rather pessimistic uh, tone of the book, because there are times in life that 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 you just you don't focus on, uh, you know, on the on the negative things that are happening around you, and there there are times when you you just you just have to acknowledge, well, this is where things are at, and this is really not fun, and 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 that's and that's where he's at. But he turns it in this uh, in chapter three. Uh, and starts talking about the goodness of God. Um, it's hard to find a good place to start here. Uh, about 17. He says, Now hast removed my soul far from peace, and I forget prosperity. I love the King James. I forget. So... As Mark Rutland says, I'll be reading in the King James. You can follow me in whatever cheap communist translation you may have. <laughs> you don't need a King James to get into heaven. They'll give you one when you get there. You, you know, but, but why stand in that long, embarrassing line? Uh, so, anyway. Love that guy. Okay, so, uh, now I must remove my soul far from peace. I forgot prosperity, and I said my strength and my hope has perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction and my misery and the wormwood and the gall, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. And this I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. So he's getting ready to talk about um, this hope that he has in God and this, this focus that he has that's 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 beyond whatever difficult thing might be happening today. But he said that he remembers his affliction and his misery 
I mean, we don't like words like that. It's like, I, I kind of had a rough day. I stubbed my toe and I spilled my coffee and squeezed and pulled and hurt my neck, you know. But <laughs> um, but he says, my soul still has them in remembrance and is humbled in me. And so it's like, you know, we, we go through tough things. And, there, and I like that, that word humbled uh, because... Uh, you know, sometimes God, God is—he's so precious, and he, and he and His blessings just pour out on your life. And it's easy for your flesh to get carried away with this this sense of, and because you know the the flesh loves to be in the entourage. The flesh loves to you know be you know one of the special cool people, and and so when you travel with God. He makes you feel like you're in his entourage. You're one of his special children and, and all that, and you are. But it's easy for your, your flesh then to take that and, like, well, you know, I'm part of the entourage of God here. I'm special. You know, you know, it's like, you know, throw out the rose petals. I'm coming down the aisle, you know. But, um, but I like it because he says my soul has all these all this affliction and, and misery and, and all this difficult stuff that's happened to me, that it has it, it in remembrance and it's humbled. Because there's something about God pouring out his love on you that it's humbling to your spirit, but it can make your, your flesh maybe not so humble. But he said, this I recall to mind and therefore I have hope. Which is awesome because you can you can remember all the the misery and the affliction and stuff and and you can you can let that cause all of your hope to drain away and just think well and there there's there's whole denominations that that hang their hat on that it's like well you know it's like I'm I'm holy because life sucks and you know I, I'm you know I'm poor and and sick and everything's messed up in my life that must be this stamp of approval that I'm holy <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I don't know where they get that but um, uh, but I love it because he said that he you know recalling all that stuff he has hope because in verse 22 he says it's of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not they're new every morning great is thy faithfulness I was, you know, I was thinking this week about the the character of God, uh, and, I, and I thought, well, this passage is a really great um, example of the character of God, because you know, in Hebrews 13, of course, he's uh, you know he's just cruising along, and he says, you know, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, and I love it because it's just kind of this little statement all by itself in the middle of what he's saying. It's a kind of a nice little notable quotable, but uh, uh, but it really is true, you know, because you know, for example, um, you know, every Saturday I have this this kind of interesting little balance of uh, I'm relaxing because it's Saturday, it's Sabbath day, and I don't have to go to work and. And sit in my pajamas and drink coffee all morning, and you know, life is grand. 
And at the same time, there's this pressure of, I need to have something from God for church tomorrow. And, uh, and it's an interesting sort of mixture of, of relaxation and anxiety that happens to you. Uh, and, uh, so, um, it's very easy to because you 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 need to get something from God it's very easy then to fall into this place of um uh, I've got to do this God is not going to he's not going to bless it he's not going to be happy you know blah, you know whatever you, you however you want to look at it uh which is not to say that if if you are needing something from God to just kind of flippantly show up and expect him to just perform but uh, which is not not at all what I'm saying. But the the great thing about the character of God is that He's faithful, and and He He shows up. Uh, you know, some of the coolest stuff that God will do in your life, you will not be expecting. It will just happen, and you'll be you know, and and it will happen typically on some. Day or some week when you're feeling particularly pathetic spiritually, and you know you'll be feeling all dried out and 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 crusty and frazzled and everything else that you could think of, you know, in in this, you know, remembering your affliction and your misery and your wormwood and your gall and all that stuff, and God will do something really really cool, and and you will be so excited that God did that. Because he just needed somebody with skin on to be there so he could do what he wanted to do through you. Uh, but the great part about him doing it then is, of course, you recognize that it has nothing to do with you. So, so God does do that. But there's this sense of, oh, you know, and, and maybe it's not that, oh, you know, i got to preach tomorrow, so I need a word. Maybe it's, you know, there, there's a there's a great deal of wisdom in holding yourself accountable to seeking after God, because obviously your flesh is not really particularly going to get all that excited about it, and so it does take some self discipline. Uh, but but there's this trap there too, where where uh, where the devil would love to get you on this this treadmill of or well, I, yeah, yeah, treadmill's good, or hamster wheel, whichever you prefer. Um, of it's like, well, I you know I didn't uh, you know I didn't run my mile on the treadmill this morning, so this is going to be a bad day. Or um, you know I didn't uh, you know it's like life has just been insane for the last two days, and so now I have not run on the treadmill at all, and so God is standing off in the corner like, huh, okay. You know, and 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 it's easy to think that way. It's easy to fall into that trap. You know, but think about somebody that you love. It's like if you haven't talked to them in two days, are they going to? Uh, or well, let me let me back that up because God's always there. I, I I doubt that any of you go two days without even being aware that God is is with you. But. Say maybe it's been two days since you like actually just sat down and talked to this person that you love. Do you think they're gonna be like, huh? So where you been? You know, probably not. 
if if, if they do, uh, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about that. But uh, maybe maybe you could reevaluate that relationship. But um, but the the great thing about the character of God is that consistency. You know. Um, you know, way, way more consistent than any person you could possibly think of, which is awesome, because uh, even the most dependable, steady, consistent person is still not going to be as consistent as God. So, so he says that uh, it's of the Lord's mercies we're not consumed, because His compassions fail not; they're new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. So the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, I will hope in how much I spent time in prayer this week, and and the fact that I read five chapters every day, and and I showed up to church on time, and, and right? You all laugh when I say that, but that's uh that's one of those cheap communist imitation Bibles that we talked about earlier. <laughs> We were at a wedding several years ago, years and years ago, uh, one of Cynthia's cousins, and the the preacher just goes on reading this thing, and it was just it was interminable. It's the best word I could come up with for it, and it was like, what is this? It was like this really terrible prose that was like seemed to be sort of something about love and what love is like and stuff and. Eventually, I leaned over to Cynthia and I was like, I think that's supposed to be 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> and, and she looked at me like I had lobsters coming out of my ears. And then, and then the preacher was always like, when I was an infant, I gurgled and cooed as any other infant. And she was like, yeah, it's 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> it's like, how do you take when I was... You know, when I was a child, I thought as a child, spake as a child, and understood as a child, and turned that into when I was an infant, I gurgled and cooed as any other infant. How could you possibly take yourself seriously reading that? <laughs> so cheap communist imitation, imitations, indeed. But, uh, where was I? Uh, but no, but so the Lord is my portion, saith my soul, and therefore I, have, I will hope in Him. So hoping in Him, right? Not hoping in how well I perceive my life to be going, not how well I perceive myself to be serving God. The Lord's good unto them that wait for Him, to the soul that seeks Him. It's good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. I like that. Quietly wait for the salvation of, of the Lord. Uh, because there's a, there's a, something about quietly waiting for something that, to me, kind of has this sense of expectation, of, of just this confidence that this is going to happen. Just I'm waiting for it. And that, that's not to say that, that you're not going to have some Sometimes where where your your skin is crawling inside with the desire for this thing to happen now that you that you've been seeking God for, uh, but the sense of quietly waiting is is really precious because you can you can quiet yourself 
and as a wean child, you know, and uh, and and wait for the things that that God is doing. And, and I'm not obviously talking about you know, how noisy or not you are. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about here. But but there is a sense of of trusting Him that has that has to do with this this quietness of soul, uh, and and that's something that God brings us to, and that that you can come to. You, that you come to really through the, the affliction and the misery and, and and all the stuff that he was remembering uh, here earlier in the chapter, because uh, when you you go through tough stuff, you find out that God comes through for you, right. and uh, and the and and that just goes back again to the consistency of the character of God, right. because it feels like oh well. You know, the other 99 times I, I went through tough stuff, or I messed stuff up, or, or whatever, or I was just off in left field, you know, chasing frogs. Uh, God came through for me all those times, but this time I just don't know. You know, but that's that that quietness of soul then brings us to that place of saying, well, you know, I'm feeling antsy in my in my my flesh here. My emotions are all unhappy about where is this thing going what is god doing but but my but my my spirit my soul is like well this this will be fine because god has yet to fail me it's good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth that's why we teach our children to mow the yard and do the housework i should work more on that one when i mark that uh, he sits alone and keeps silence because he has borne it upon him. He puts his mouth in the dust, if so be there may be hope. He gives his cheek to him that smites him. He's filled, full with reproach. Sounds like, uh, sounds kind of like Jesus. Sounds like learning obedience to the things that he suffered and 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 uh, and deciding that regardless of the path he would. Have liked for his life to have taken, accepting the thing that God had for him to do. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he does not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. You know, this, it's funny because I think, you know, everybody's familiar with, you know, the you know, that uh, his mercies you knew every morning and stuff, but I think by and large the church kind of avoids this book entirely because it's you know it's like turn with me to Lamentations. Oh dear, you, know, you just expect like the the organist to play something in a minor key, you know? <laughs> Feel like like a funeral dirge. It's like all right, Lamentations. <sighs> But I think, you know, uh, I think verse 32 and 33 tells us something really precious about the character of God that a lot of people don't really get. Because he says, though he causes grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies, for he does not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. And this word willingly means from his heart. So, So God is not like... You know, a seven-year-old boy tearing the wings off butterflies. 
I like how all the young men laugh at that. They're like, 17. Um, when I was 27, I was still tearing the wings off butterflies. But, but a lot of, it, it's a lot of um, religious thought. Um, you know, we have an adversary that, that all of that will bring you to that conclusion that, that God is the sadistic seven-year-old that just wants to, you know, tear your wings off and, and watch you waddle around on the, on the ground in pain. But he, he, so he doesn't afflict you from his heart in the sense of, well, this will be funny. He he takes you through hard things, and it's more like this story that uh, uh, I remember hearing. Uh, this this little boy had had some kind of really dreadful accident, and um, had to have a bunch of surgeries on his legs and his feet and stuff. And uh, uh, in order for this little guy to ever be to to grow up able to walk, uh, he had to have this. Uh, a lot of the stretching and, and like deep tissue massage and stuff as he to, to keep all this stuff tender and make it work like it was supposed to. And it was so painful for this little guy. And so, you know, they uh, they, they teach his folks how to how to to do these stretches with him and, and to massage his feet and everything. And this dad's just, just massaging the heck out of this little kid's feet and he's just screaming and crying because it hurts so much and then the dad is just crying and rubbing his feet it's like that's what it's like when when god puts you through something really hard because you're crying and and you're just asking him just please stop this this really hurts and he's just rubbing your feet he's like i know it hurts and he's rubbing your feet So, so the character of God is is really a lot different than it's than we we fall into this place of thinking that it's like well that he has this you know this expectation of of you know you're going to do this or else um, you know I uh, I love what Mark Rutland talks about about how uh, you can you know, if you, you go into like this college algebra class, the teacher comes in and is like, "You shall make an A." You know, it's like it's like I'm the teacher and and you're gonna make an A. You know, and you would think, okay, no, I don't think so. And uh, it's like, or you come in and say, "You're gonna make an A because I am the best teacher there ever was, and you're gonna make an A." And you're thinking, man, this I'm feeling so good about this now. And, and that's that's the character of God. It's like I am the best teacher ever, and you are going to make an A. It's like you're going to be holy because I'm holy. Not you're going to be holy because I'm holy by God. It's like you're not going to show off any ankles or any arms because I'm holy. You know, it's not God's not like that. So, you know, the, the difficult truth about the character of God here is, is He does cause grief in your life because He, he knows that, 
that you do have to go through tough things sometimes to to accomplish this, the, for him to accomplish what he needs to accomplish in your life, and it doesn't make him happy. And 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 I can guarantee you that he does not put any more pain or or pressure in your life than is absolutely necessary to get done what he wants to get done. So it says, though he caused grief, yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. For he does not afflict willingly nor grieve the children of men. I remember talking to somebody that was going through something really, really tough. And uh, I brought up that scripture. And uh, it was like you know pulling the record off the, off the, or the needle off the record. It was like, wait, what? Like, where is that? You know, and, and you know, they, I mean, they just like dropped everything. And it's like I want to go. I want to go read that because it's easy to get in the middle of something really tough and feel like, and and feel like that it's just well, God's just doing this in my life and He doesn't care. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I suppose you could keep going in there. It's uh, He talks more about the character of God. Uh, you know, that he doesn't afflict willingly or grieve the children of men, to crush under his feet all the prisoners of the earth, to turn aside the right of a man before the face of the Most High, and to subvert a man in his cause the Lord approves not. So God's about honesty and, and, and fairness and, and justice. Uh, who is he that saith, and it comes to pass, when the Lord commands it not? I like that. I like that because because uh, it, it begs the question. And so, what has God said then, you know, uh, about my life? Like, does, does he has he has he commanded good in my life, or has he commanded evil? Has he has he commanded failure, or has he commanded success? Might be a better way to say it in my life. And and. You know, if you know, and it's I suppose it's kind of the the corollary to what he's saying here, but if, if God says something is gonna happen in your life, then you can bank on that. You you can count on it happening. So um yeah, so it, it's it's a precious chapter, but the the thing about God is that um he he has this this character that's consistent and real and uh, and and you can you can find it in his word. You know if you're not sure uh, you know what God is is doing in your life or um, you know, what what would God do with this situation? You'll find it in the word and and I can guarantee you that. That the things that God does in your life is is good. You know, if it's something painful, it's good. You could use the old phrase, "No pain, no gain." I I'm not a big fan of that one, but it is true. You know, if you've ever uh, um, if you've ever thought, you know what, I'm going to take up exercise. I'm going to start lifting weights, and you know, you've been sitting for the last. You know, ten years or whatever, and 
and you think, man, I have like these legs of steel. Look at all this weight I can squat. And then the next day, you can't get out of bed. No pain, no gain. You're like calling the gym. It's like, help me, I can't move. I'm crippled. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, that's okay. Tomorrow will be worse. And then it is. The day after the day after is about as bad as it gets. But anyway, um, so so the the character of God though is is a is a consistent thing that that, that you can count on, and uh, you know no matter how you think things are going for you or how you're doing, uh, you can count on on Him being the same, and so. You know whether you know whether things are just you know tooling along just fine, or you feel like maybe there's maybe some some uh, course correction is in order, or maybe God's telling you some course correction is in order, or or maybe you just are going through a tough thing and you feel like what what happened to me? You know, in in all of those things, you'll find that the character of God is the same and that it's consistent. So Jesus, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. God, indeed, uh, it is because of your mercies that we're not consumed. God, not not consumed by our, our failures, not consumed by our sins, not consumed by the circumstances in our life, not consumed by our successes. God, but that we are, are held in your hands. God, we just we praise you for your love and goodness to us. And we just we thank you for all that you're doing. God, we just pray that today you would minister to our hearts as only you can do. God, that we would worship you in the beauty of holiness. God, that we would reach out to you and give you the the glory and the honor and the praise that you are so due. God, and that uh, in this place your presence would pour out and refresh every thirsty soul. God, that you would meet every need. God, if we need the, the dust blown off of our altars, God, bring in the, the, the wind of your presence and do it. God, whatever it is that we need, God, if we have come this morning not knowing for sure what it is that we need, show us. God, if we've come without a sense of expectation and simply showed up because it was Sunday morning, God, raise our sense of expectation. God, do something in this place today, eternal. God, something that would... Um, Feed our souls, God, something that would uh, be a, a guidepost on this, this pathway, on the narrow road. God, we just pray it and ask it in your righteous name. Amen. Amen.